Gospel Message, Week 64, God's Way. Why is forgiving one another so important to God? Because it shows that we understand God's love for us. If we call ourselves Christians, yet we struggle to forgive those who have transgressed us, then the Spirit of Jesus Christ can't really be in us. Matthew 6, 14 to 15 reads, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive men not their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. The platform of salvation is God's love. God's love is demonstrated by God's forgiveness. The platform for my redemption is recognizing and admitting that I am in need of God's forgiveness, thereby making me a beneficiary of God's love. I would not need forgiveness if I were not guilty of what I am being forgiven for. This is the basis of redemption. This is the substance and the purpose of Jesus Christ. He is God's show of love to mankind. Therefore, anyone who receives God's show of love to them must be willing to show God's love to others the exact same way it was shown to them. Because again, we are guilty of transgression. We're not innocent. Yet, he loves us enough to forgive us despite our guilt. So how can we deny forgiveness to others who are guilty of offending us? If we can receive forgiveness, then we should be willing to give forgiveness. If we can receive God's love and be beneficiaries of God's love, and be made better by God's love, then we should be willing to give that same love to others who need it just as much as we do. Other guilty people who need it just as much as we, the guilty, need it from God. Matthew 22, 36 to 40 reads, Master, which is the great commandment in the law. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Galatians 5:14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Romans thirteen eight to 10. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear forth false witness, Thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, 
Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. John thirteen thirty four to 35 A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. John fifteen twelve, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. God knows how easy it is to take offense, how easy it is to hold a grudge, how easy it is to be angry with someone for wronging us. He knows this because it is what he receives from us every single day. But we who are starting to know God and his son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent, come to understand that this is not God's way. His way is love. God is love. Therefore, he expects us to love others as he has loved us. God knows that this is difficult for flesh and blood. That is why he leads us by his spirit to seek the capacity to love as he loves from him. The understanding comes when we recognize that hate only has the capacity to hate. Hate can never love. Intolerance can never love. Malice can never love. Envy and jealousy can never love. Pride can never love. Covetousness can never love. Strife can never love. Self-interest can never love. Fear can never love. Insecurity can never love. Wrath can never love. Greed can never love. The Spirit of God will lead us to a place where we start to recognize all that is in us and all that we are inclined to that is contrary to love. When we see ourselves and our potential apart from God's grace, that is when we have to pray fervently for God to shed his love in our hearts by his spirit. Ephesians 4, 26 to 27 says, Be ye angry and not sin. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. It is very hard not to sin when we're angry because again, anger usually has only one destination that is to fulfill whatever caused it to exist in the first place. And that is why we cannot give any place to it. The instant it comes, we have to start to rebuke it and pray it away. We have to forgive immediately. Never let anger or wrath settle in because they can only do what they are naturally designed to do, which is operate contrary to love. Anger, wrath, hate, malice, envy, jealousy, pride, covetousness, strife, insecurity, self-interest, fear, resentment, spite, self-pity, sanctimony, 
intolerance, avarice, these things will all do what they are naturally designed to do. And what they are naturally designed to do is always going to be contrary to love. They will always find a target to focus on. They will always justify their presence within us. They will tell us why they have a right to be there. They will always validate themselves and they will probably always be right. Yet, they should not be there. Not in a child of God, not in a follower of Christ, not in one who has been born again of the Spirit. They cannot be in us. We cannot make them feel welcome in us. And if they come in, we cannot let them stay. The instant the offense occurs, we have to set ourselves up to forgive, set ourselves up to love. Do not give the devil a foothold, says the Bible. Once we are determined that God's way, which is love, will be established in our hearts, then the Holy Spirit will do just that, shed God's love in our hearts. And let us not forget that God's love is not a what, it is a who, and that who is Jesus Christ, our Savior, who came to save us from our sins. So everything that is contrary to God, Jesus came to save us from that. And that's why he encourages in us in, in Hebrews 4, 13 to 16, he says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, just like we are tempted today, yet he did not sin. So Christ says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy from him and find grace to help us in our time of need. Therefore, when something happens with another person and something will always happen, when we are coming in contact with another human being, there is a potential for something contrary to love to take place. And we find ourselves tempted to harbor either a feeling or an emotion or a state of the heart that puts us in the position to not be forgiven by our Heavenly Father. Remember, he said, if you do not forgive, then he will not forgive. If I do not forgive, then he will not forgive. So if there's anything that comes up, that puts us in the position where we risk being forgiven by our Heavenly Father, then we have to run to that throne of grace and beg for Christ's help. He has promised to help us in our time of need. And that time of need is when the ugly head of Satan rears up and we find that he is encouraging us to do something or 
act in some way or feel in some way that we know is contrary to the love of God, we have to run to the throne of grace and ask Christ to help us. Remember, when we forgive, we love. And as 1 Peter 4, 8 says, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. I don't know about you, but I certainly need all the forgiveness that I can get. And I pray that we may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God and in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.